Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. You walk along the Strip or down Fremont Street, you can feel it. Vegas is back as restaurants continue to open or expand and casinos start to get crowded. And the showrooms are finally starting to open up. Today, you'll meet a couple of entertainers that are back on stage. One is a great impressionist and a comedian who's been a Vegas favorite for decades, Gordy Brown. Then later, a talented singer drops by to talk about her upcoming appearances in town. Gabriella Versace is here. All that and a visit with Brett Maley, art appraiser from the popular TV show Pawn Stars. Who am I? Oh, let's find out. I'm his subconscious. How's my hair? Does it look all right? Hi, I'm a billionaire. I'm rich. Son of a girl. Spark, I need your help. We gotta figure this out. I don't know who I am, and this guy wants to know who he is. I was, I was, I was. That's good. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I think Vegas is back. You know, we're seeing more people around, but the real test, the real sign to me that Vegas is back is Gordy Brown is back in town. He's over at the showroom and the Golden Nugget, his great show. You can purchase tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Gordy, got to be exciting. What have you been doing this last year while uh, everybody was locked in? Uh, I started editing music and, and learning how to produce music on uh, Logic, a program called Logic. So I've been spending, I guess, most of my time doing that and studying comedy, trying to keep busy, but I'm sure it's been tough on everyone. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. You strike me as somebody that would kind of dive into music. You're not one to sit around. And I'm sure this was a time when you still had to keep those great impressions. You keep defining and kind of tightening the ones you got and maybe look for some new ones as well. Yeah, well, I think uh, um, studying comedy is where I I was taking it in that um, I've learned a bunch of people already (laughs) and so I was like how can I come up with new ideas and make them you know a little more fun and and, uh, more bang for the buck well you got what 200 impressions you do regularly in your repertoire did you add anybody over this last year is there anybody new in there I think 100 are still alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah that happens yeah, all throughout the career, God, God bless them, but they just they pass on, and you're like, wow, do I have to take that out? <laughs> and you're like, no, maybe not. Who have I added? Yeah, have you, who have you added? Oh, Eddie Vedder uh, from Pearl Jam. I think that's my second number. Oh, I like uh, that. Really cool. What do you yeah. sing? What do you sing from that? That's great. Uh, uh, him in COVID, uh, in quarantine. I mean, you know, during COVID. So he's basically in COVID uh, alone, watching Netflix, watching Tiger King in his underwear, eating popcorn, and and basically um, it, he's waiting for a sign from Dr. Fauci so he can leave his house again. And then uh, it opens up that finally he got the green light and he's at the Nugget, you know, with the crowd, and it and it brings them in on the second number. It was it's real fun to do so, something a little bit rocking at the second number. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, the show's called Lasting Impressions. So I I imagine you've been polishing this for a while. Uh, What can we look forward to? Well, you know, Lasting Impressions was something I started uh, under that umbrella a year uh, a year ago, I guess it was uh, six weeks before COVID hit, before we our mandatory time off, and um, and so basically the show's been together, or, or since then, you know, since since then. So then, uh, what I was just doing was updating it where I could, where whatever I thought of, you know. So it still has um, a fast paced comedy of uh, uh, comedy impressions along with a musical parody so it still has that same formula that I've always had and uh, it's just post-COVID I hope but uh, hopefully we'll get there with everyone where uh, COVID will someday be be a, a, a distant memory you know yeah, I hope but, you're doing uh, uh, doing impressions uh, talking about this time in the past and you know we can we can laugh at it yeah, yeah, exactly. I've I've found uh, there's not a lot to laugh at, but you know, I I I, I take the crowd where uh, I feel I need to in terms of that, but I don't want to get into it where some people might find it too depressing. But we have we have some laughs in the show, like Seinfeld might be saying, like um, like everybody has their masks on at the show right now, and so it's like looking at a medical convention. <laughs> and then I'm, uh, I'm like, this is where Seinfeld can really say, "Who are these people?" <laughs> no, really, who are these people? I can't see the face. Uh, who knew Michael Jackson's look would finally catch on like this? Well, you know, Gordy, the thing that people have enjoyed throughout the years of your show, and I think what kind of makes you a little different is, you've got a great pace in the show. You know, you're doing a lot of impressions and so forth, but it, it's a pace that. It, it seems like you put a lot of time into it where uh, the flow seems to work good, where once this whole show is over, you're like, wow, keep going, yeah. keep going. It, 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 it's, goes, it, goes, it goes fast. fast. <laughs> it goes fast for me, too. It's like, wow, was that my hour and 15 or an hour and 10? Sometimes it's an hour and a half, and then I hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you work yeah. on that? I mean, is that something, uh, like, it's not just a matter of, of developing these great impressions, and, of course, with these impressions has to be a great script, but then it's also, do you, like, kind of play around and move them around to try to get that perfect uh, flow that you get? Yes, I have, and I spent a year doing that, and I swear to God what is amazing about that is I end up going... Not because it's easier, but it ends up falling into place where it was. And uh, you realize that all those years, um, uh, it had naturally already gotten to that place. But then when I had all that time off, I tried all these different ways of grouping them, putting all country together, putting all this together, you know, but then they don't have those, maybe you would say those magical ways of, of effortless ways, let's say, of how they ended up being together to begin with. You know, it wasn't right. necessarily from a country point of view, let's say, uh, when I was thinking of putting all the country people together. It was it was just more conversational of where my mind was going in the show, and then it ended up with a Randy Travis or a Willie Nelson or something, you know, in that spot. So I found that that was a lesson itself, and that I've been through the show hundreds of, of times 
since it was already together. In other words, uh, since the whole COVID year off. And I ended up in the last weeks, two weeks of just putting it back the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it goes and, to and show you I had it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a, you know, the old thing, if it's right, don't mess with it. But uh, I learned a lot in, in doing, uh, um, you know, coming around full circle. I think that was amazing. I really had 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 totally different uh, routines, but then not routines, but uh, format, you know. Yeah. And then, and it was like, man, it was already good. <laughs> <laughs> and you forgot why you got there in the first place, but pretty funny. Well, you know, you mentioned Eddie Vedder before, and that's not something that a lot of people think of with a, you know, an impression, right? It's just not, I don't ever heard of anybody that did Eddie Vedder. Yeah. And yeah. How do you? How does that come to you? Like when you hear me, you go like, I think I can do that, and then you start playing with it, and then yeah. How does that? Yeah, go? that's yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Um, you hear something about it that you're like, wow, I can grab onto that. Like Mike, Mike Lindell with this pillow, you know, there's something about it <laughs> that you can grab. Back with more from Vegas headliner Gordy Brown in just a moment. Just a reminder, please visit Vegas Never Sleeps Online. For the best in Vegas, it's VegasNeverSleeps.com. And for great sports, it's Sports R-A-C-X, which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X, which is short for Sports Rock and Tours. And later on the show, we're going to talk basketball from the ref's perspective. Longtime NBA official Joe Crawford joins us. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Hi, this is Dr. Annette of The Dr. Annette Show. We've been talking today about COVID-19 and steps you can take to possibly prevent or mitigate infection. Silver and zinc have been used for centuries as disinfectants and as antimicrobials. We're offering you this special discount to make it easier and more affordable to get these essential silver and zinc liquid mineral supplements. Visit our website at www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Once again, that's www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Professional line not included. We are all in this together and we can get through this. Learn more at elementalresearchinc.com and use the promo code VEGAS20. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. 
training.epsilonxr.com. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to legendary comic, singer, and impressionist Gordy Brown, who is back at the Golden Nugget on Friday and Saturday nights. And then there's some that um, I find that take me forever, you know? Yeah. Like Norm, Norm MacDonald. Hey, yeah. Uh, you ever wonder why, uh, you know, I'm still yeah. working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how, you know, just certain things and some things come right to you. I got to yeah. hear, though, uh, you, you do the My Pillow guy, huh, Mike Lindell? Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm holding my pillow a little strong, stronger than I should be, but it's only a pillow, and that's okay. <laughs> I invented it. I don't understand how he invented it when it's, when it's, uh, all he basically did was open up an old pillow and take the stuffing out and put some more stuff that he thought would be more appropriate in. So I go, he's not an inventor in my eyes. That's a taxidermist. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that in the show, but it's something that I just thought of recently about. You should throw that uh, in. I like that. <laughs> so Mike Lindell. But, you know, your scripts are really interesting, too. I think people are going to really enjoy that. It's, it's not just the impressions. It's these really kind of clever situations and so forth. And I just found out, I didn't know this, but I just found out that I knew you were from Canada, from Montreal, but you began your career as a political cartoonist. Did that kind of naturally lead where, you know, I know it's a different skill set, but I'm thinking in terms of, of finding the absurd and what's going on and so forth, you kind of had started just doing that. That's absolutely true. So I would find myself drawing back in the day when I was a cartoonist, I believe it was 83 to 87. Uh, so that was the Reagan years, you know, and I would be drawing, uh, I remember drawing Reagan and then hearing his voice in my mind. And I would, and I, and so, sometimes um, when you don't really know where you're going with the drawing, sometimes I would just commit to the drawing and hope I would come up with a, with a caption that would go with what's been going on all week, you know. Yeah. Um, and I and because because in Canada politically we also we're we're big on American politics as well as Canadian. So I draw a lot of American uh, uh, political stuff as well. So I remember drawing Reagan. Gray. Do you have to make my chin so big? My <laughs> hair does not go to that side. It goes to the other side. You have a little too sh- much shading on my lip. <laughs> So you do that, you won a local talent contest, I understand. So even doing yeah. that, you, you, you decided, and it must have been in you, because, you know, that's a yeah. hard thing to do, okay? Yeah. I was real, I, I never drank, so I was, so I, and I was really shy, but if I got on the stage somehow, something else took over where, where, I don't know, it was just a different person took over. So, um... Uh, I was entered in a contest I didn't enter because I'm really shy. And then these girls were like, we're going to do the Supremes and you better do somebody too because you're, you're going to be in it with us. So I went and I did a first year I won doing an Elvis impression, but it was just lip singing. (laughs) And the next year I won again doing Michael Jackson because he became popular. Like I said, in 83 when Billie Jean came out. So that really took off. I was on the front, uh, each year I was on the front of the newspaper, but when I did the Michael Jackson, because Michael was so big, yeah. it just took off all over the city. So I got hired to do Michael and 
impressions, Michael Jackson impressions. And then I was hired by uh, what, Paul Young. You yes, remember him? I do. Um, so I did a, a show for him where I did a Michael Jackson impression, but I negotiated that if when I come back on in between his set um, at the college, um, that I would do some other impressions I was working on at the time. So instead of another Michael number, I finally got to do, let's say, Willie Nelson or Bruce Springsteen or Tina Turner or something like that. But without dressing up, but it was more of a stand-up style. And that's where I got, I, I developed, I said, I want to do more impressions. But I remember probably before I even did Michael, I saw Rich Little in concert in, in our theater in our town mm-hmm. in Ottawa. And I sat in the front row. I was by myself. He shook my hand at the end of the show. But when I saw his show, because I always knew in my mind I wanted to be an entertainer, and I, I, I didn't know what, whether it was going to be a comedian or a, or get into try and get into film or television. And when I saw Richard's show, it combined. He was dancing. He was singing. He was doing comedy. He was he had a band. I mean, it was just really cool. And yeah. I said, that's it. So I remember the next three months, I learned about 50 impressions, and I started putting my act together. One thing you did like Rich Little is you guys are the only ones I know that have these huge libraries of different voices. You know, a lot of people do, they have their key, you know, 10 or 20 people they do, and they kind of rotate them and so forth. You guys are prolific, though, because you keep doing them. I mean, I remember I remember Rich Little saying in an interview with me once that when they had that show, The Copycats, on, and everybody had to give a list, and his list was like as long as everybody else's combined that was on oh, that show. Oh, for sure. He's still that way. He's unbelievable. <laughs> well, Gordy, is that one of those things that you guys, you know, you love what you're doing, and you're constantly always looking to, to kind of add to that. I mean, is that something that's for- actually a part of what you do for me uh for me in the for the longest time it it i never looked at it that way so it kind of wasn't because i always used to argue against not argue but i'd bring it up i go it's not about the number i want you to watch the show instead of marking down how many i did you should be watching the show (laughs) you know so for me i never used to count uh i might have had other people around me going oh do you realize you're up to this or that or that but um, because for me, I was only learning impressions because I knew it was a, a great um, tool to um, add together along with comedy that gives it um, an entertainment punch or something, you know. More with Gordy Brown, who's making his ninth run at the Golden Nugget in just a few moments. When the subject of art comes up, we always turn to Pawn Star art appraiser Brett Maley. Today, we discuss what defines art. Who decides what's art and what's not? I mean, how does that kind of go? Is it something where the community gets together? Is it simply a matter of uh, demand and, you know, supply and demand or what? What what makes art popular, exactly. You know, and uh, it's, yeah, it, it is a lot of supply and demand. It's the trends of the time. Gosh, just in the, you know, I'm 45 years old, and I remember, you know, in the 80s and early 90s, you know, those those Red Skelton clowns were everywhere, you know, and they were very popular. Uh, in the 80s, you know, you had uh, Nagel with those real stylized deco girls. You had Erte, and, and you know, those trends kind of come and go. I remember in the 90s, you know, uh, limited edition prints by Southwestern artists were doing well, Beverly Doolittle, and you're exactly right, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a product 
product of the time. It's a product of, you know, uh, what's popular. That's kind of why we've segued here at Art Encounter towards the masters, artists that kind of transcend, you know, the trends and just the, the you know, uh, those quickie little, uh, you know, uh, bouts of popularity. These are artists that have stood the test of time that are going to be collectible long after you and I are gone, and their, their lineage is secure. Thanks, Brett. Be sure to visit Brett's Gallery Art Encounter on your next trip to Vegas. To learn more, visit artencounter.com. Don't forget to follow Sports Rockin' Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. I'm Xavier Mortimer, magician. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are chatting with Gordy Brown, who has more than 200 impressions in his full repertoire. about your shows people really like the whole show and i was thinking about it and when you first started and when you, you were going around you were starting to open for people like jay leno and then barry manilow and kenny rogers and celine dion and when you think of all those people they were about putting together great shows people would love to go see them in concert and that kind of thing do you think just kind of being around that kind of brought that out of you i mean you're their opening act yeah. it's important but, you know, it's kind of catching, right? Well, I definitely learned a lot from them as well, watching them, you know. Uh, the, the the rhythms of their show mm-hmm. and the peaks, I mean, the peaks and valleys as well. And and you need valleys because <laughs> it can't all be peaks, you know. And yeah. I, I learned that by watching shows. One of the greats as well as the ones you've mentioned is was um, Paul Lanka as well. He's one of the first ones I opened yeah. for. And... Um, just an incredible entertainer. Yeah, Loved, it put on it. great shows. You know, you know, it's like again when you think of Vegas, even you think of like Liberace. You know, people all make jokes yeah, and stuff, but everybody yeah. loves it. I, I don't know anybody that didn't like his show. I mean, even people that yeah. thought couldn't stand him, they go, "Ah, it was a good show, though." You know, true, true showman. Yeah, absolute showman. They're but, really creative and uh, and uh, you can absolutely say original. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just so we're really excited to have you back. I, I was I wasn't just saying that. I think f- no, for, you, for Vegas, you know, to have you back out there is a sign we're back. It's it's a must see show. And the, I think the Golden Nugget's a great place too. Downtown really has kind of come back, hasn't it, from uh, years it, ago? It sure has. It sure has. And uh um through this through this uh, pandemic, it's been uh, qu- uh, quite a challenge for everyone and downtown has, has been able to to hold their own thing and get their own thing still going and and it's really uh seems to be revving up right now in a much much more positive way even more positive way 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the Golden Nugget's always been one of the be- very best places along. And now we got the Circa yep. out there, too. So it's it's really something to see. Well, we're going to definitely go out and see Gordy Brown. Uh, and hopefully you're Thank going to be you. there for a long, long time. Uh, one last question, Gordy. Sure. I, sure. I know that, you know, like a lot of the great entertainers, you kind of live for interacting with the audience, right? I mean, it's important. You you need people in front uh, uh, to perform in front of, right? I mean, that you, that kind of gets yeah. your juices going. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it's uh, the magical juices flowing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of some of the most, that's why, uh, that's part of the ingredient of why maybe the show uh, is never the same twice because I have the freedom uh, when, when I'm in tune with the crowd to go in any direction that their energy leads me to. So uh, I keep an open mind for that at all times. And um, I think in the not-too-near future, it'll be back to that, you know, and I look forward to that. But in in the meantime, I still try and um, uh, work uh, with that in mind, even though they might be 12-plus feet away, you know, at this time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, My first night there, I just actually told the audience that I'm used to, I said, when I do my elbows at the end, man, I'm used to a lady right over here. She usually just, as soon as I start shaking my leg, she's going to have it. She's got to put a hand on there. And I'll be lifting it up just a little bit higher because uh, it makes my lip go curly. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I said, uh, but there is nobody up here right now. But in my mind, there is. So we're just going to do it like that. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. That's terrific. Well, like I say, we are excited about it. Uh, you can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. You can also go to GoldenNugget.com. And, Gordy, what's your uh, – because I always like to follow uh, your website. What's your website? Uh, GordyBrown.com. That's easy enough. It's G-O-R-D-I-E, GordyBrown.com. Yep. Thanks, Gordy. Good luck. We hope to have you on again. I really appreciate being on. Thank you, Stephen. Time now to meet another fine entertainer that's back on stage. There's so many great musical guests that come to Las Vegas, particularly female guests. And we've got one here that does them all. She's got a great talent for uh, bringing home the music of these great legends. Her name is Gabriella Versace. She's well known in the Vegas area. And of course, like everybody else, has been kind of put on hold by the pandemic. But she's back and it's coming up this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday over at the Vegas Room, which is new and exciting. Dinner at 630 and she's on at 8 o'clock. Gabriella, you got to be excited to be back on stage, right? I mean, it must drive you crazy having to wait, you know, until they tell you it's okay to go. Yeah, um, I was tired of doing shows for myself in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the first time I stepped back on stage, it was like uh, the most euphoric feeling you could ever imagine. You know, that's where my life has been since I was a child. So when the pandemic put us on hold for what was almost a year. Can you believe it? Almost a year. As soon as I got back on that stage, I, I didn't want to get off. Let's talk about some of the greats that you will present as part of the show. And I mean, it, it is a, a range of stars. Liza Minnelli, Barbara Streisand, Aretha Franklin. Well, I'm, I'm doing the show as myself, of course, um, as opposed to when I do my tribute to Barbara Streisand. I, I look like her. I 
sound like her. I'm, I'm paying tribute and impersonating her. Um, but this opportunity came to me to come to the Vegas room and actually really step outside of my box of what I was used to doing as a performer. You know, I was always in the female review shows as like the lead singer, dancer, MC, um, in Sexy. I took on um, that as well as the comedy portion. And I think sometimes musically when people don't see other things that you can do as well, they kind of just see you as, as one kind of performer. But growing up as a child, I was exposed. Um, my mother loved music. She loved musicals. I was exposed at a young age to Judy Garland, Liza Minnelli, Barbara Streisand, you know, Aretha Franklin, Billie Holiday, um, and some of the rocker chicks, you know, Anne Hart, Pat Benatar. And, and I've tried to musically shape myself to learn all kinds of music, to be open to all kinds of music. And what the Vegas Room is allowing me to do is to be in an intimate setting doing music that no one has ever heard me do before. That's got to be so. exciting for you because the Barbara Streisand, we all know about it's incredible. But the ability to sing some other music you like, you must have been kind of chomping in the bit, wanting wanting to be able to do that. You know, you're an excellent singer and people only can think of you in that one one way. Yeah, they only saw me like doing the rock shows or, you know, I was in Eroctica for a long time or doing, you know, the show over at the Westgate and, uh, and I really wanted to challenge myself and it was scary. At first I thought maybe I shouldn't take this on, but then I thought, you know, it's, it's good to be, um, to be fearless and, and to, to step outside what people normally see you doing. And this is a very intimate setting with music that each song was chosen, um, has a special meaning. I'm so honored that uh, Bill Fain is going to be my accompanist uh, playing the piano. And um, I'm over the moon because he's just brilliant. And then I'm bringing in special guests. Um, to come in. So Friday night, my dear friend, Mr. Uh, Chris Phillips, Zoe Bowie, he will be doing a couple duets with me as, as well as uh, Lou Gazzara. So I'm over the moon. And then Saturday night, I have the honor of having uh, Mr. Justin Shandor do a couple duets with me. So, I mean, these men are, are amazing. More with Gabriella Versace, who is making her Vegas Room debut this weekend in just a moment. Make sure to listen to Sports Rock and Tours, which follows Vegas Never Sleeps in most markets. If your station doesn't carry it, call them and ask them to carry Sports Rock and Tours. And in the meantime, go to Sports RACX wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports RACX. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. <laughs> Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. 
perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. You're listening to singer and Streisand tribute artist Gabriella Versace. There's so many great tribute acts in Las Vegas, yet people have to realize that it's not just an impression. You have to be a good singer to be able to do that, to pull it off. So I I would just think it'd be a blast. And it's great that there is a place now where you can do that. So uh, you were telling me before, but let's share it with the audience. Where exactly is the Vegas Room in case they're not familiar with it? So the Vegas Room is on Sahara. So, um, you know, the Sahara and Las Vegas Strip in the commercial center um, where there's some brilliant restaurants and and, uh, places to dance and all kinds of things. And they're revitalizing that center. And the Vegas Room uh, just came up a couple of months ago. It's beautiful. And they're going to be opening the Nevada Room. So um, the owners, Tom and David, are the most lovely people I have ever met. And for them to, to give us entertainers the opportunity to do this. I am just so grateful to them. Well, you've been doing this for quite some time. I understand you started singing and dancing at the age of four. Is that correct? I was. I started out as a little dancer, a little tiny, you know, dancer. And uh, that's what I wanted to be. And then someone in our church said to my mother, you know, your daughter can sing also. You should put her in vocal lessons. So she did, and I studied at the age of 10 classical opera in Philadelphia. Really? Oh, my. (laughs) I did. I was trained by a gentleman, uh, Mr. Frank Capelli, who sang in the opera there in Philadelphia, and that's uh, where I... I started training. Wow. Now, honestly, do you ever go back at all once in a while You when nobody's around? you bring out the old uh, opera records and sing along? I actually was so blessed because my sister sent me a record that my father um, had, and it is Mario Alonza, that my mother used to play uh, at Sunday dinners. You know, I, I come from a big Italian family. Oh, we yeah. always have Sunday, Sunday dinners. You know, I was born and raised down in Philadelphia, and, you know, my mother's brother and his family lived on one side of us, and my mother's sister and her family lived on the other side of us. <laughs> so, you know, it, we had big Sunday dinners, and my mother was always playing, you know, Mario Lanza and opera, and I just was exposed to all kinds of, of music at a young age that, you know, most people don't have that opportunity, so I'm really blessed. I, I owe my whole career to my mother, Carmela. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you know, my, my grandpa parents, I remember on my dad's side, I thought Lonza was a member of the family because you hear that all the time. That's all you hear. You go, is that my uncle? Like, (laughs) oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, she always had that and Pavarotti and and all those great, you know, classical opera singers playing, you know, as well as, you know, some of the the women I'm going to pay tribute to in my show, you know, Garland and Manel. 
Holly and, and Billie Holiday and Lena Horne, um, just some of the greatest music. I mean, it, it really holds when you think about it. It's one of those things where each generation that comes along afterwards, everybody wants to take a shot at it because that music is just really solid. It's solid. It's classic. It's timeless. It never goes away. Um, it's not contrived. And it's just everything that, that I wanted to hear in a musical note coming out of you know, anyone, all these great people. And I feel honored to, to be able to do their music. You know, I just, I'm, I'm going to do my best to, to honor it the best way that I can. So well, anybody <laughs> feel, that's seen you in, really in any of your work knows that they're in for a treat. There's no question about it. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps, and we're speaking to singer Gabriella Versace. Speaking of a treat, you do everything. I mean, do I understand <laughs> this right? You own a baking company. Is that right? <laughs> I do. I own Showgirl Cupcakes. Wow, those sound good. <laughs> Where do we find those in town? They're they're really, really good. Well, I do it out of my home with a license from the health department. It's a cottage license, so the uh, health inspector allows me to bake out of my home. Everything must be properly labeled. That was approved by the health inspector. So um, you just give me a ring. Uh, you can get me on Facebook, Gabriella Versace, or Instagram, Showgirl Gabby. Uh, I have a website, but it's being redone right now. So, But that's www.showgirlcupcakes.com. And that'll be back up soon. And uh, yeah, I just, I always loved cupcakes. I always loved baking. And I thought, how can I like combine my two loves of being a showgirl and an entertainer and cupcakes? And then one day it just, boom, how, I'm like, oh, showgirl cupcakes. <laughs> well, yeah. It just happened. You know, there's nothing like a good cupcake and listening to Barbara Streisand or Aretha Franklin music or something. They just go well together, you know? I mean, good listen, stuff. come on. Who ever refused a cupcake? Really? Have and you it, ever looked at that wanted to, you know what, I'm going to pass on that now. Thanks. Well, I always That's think horrible. it's good because you don't need the whole cake. You just got the little cupcake and you can not be too ashamed of yourself when you eat that, you know? And no, you don't feel guilty the next day. You didn't have like two slices of giant cake. It's just properly right in your hand. You know, I even have travel ones. They're called the Showgirls Cupo Cake, and it's in a little uh, plastic jar, and you get two cupcakes in there with a little spoon attached to your jar. You can throw it in your bag. It's 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 plastic mason jar, and, and then you got your cupcake on the go. I love that. Okay, we're going to check that <laughs> out. We'll, give, we'll have you give that one more time, and let's remind people, this is at the Vegas Room this weekend. It's exciting. You can go there to get you know, reservations, uh, but also, you got some things coming up we want to just let people know as they look down their calendars, especially for people out of town that are coming in. Uh, May 7th, you're going to be at the Sterling Club. And then again, June 4th at the pool there, which is a really cool place. That's always, I imagine that's fun. That's just a nice place. It's gorgeous. I walked in. I was like, I want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live here. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be back at the Italian American Club. Yeah. Summer. And that's a so great that's place to, 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 have, to see a concert, right? Because, you know, it's just fun. It reminds you really kind of of old Vegas where you kind of felt like it was more intimate than now in some of these large, large venues. It's so cool. It's so old school. I love going there. I love performing there. I just performed um, the Barbara Streisand Celine Dion tribute that was produced by Justin. He produced that for us, mm. and uh, that was a blast. And I'll be back over the summer uh, doing the Barbara tribute again. And uh, it's just the Italian American Club. You walk in, you feel like you like walked back in time. Yeah. The food is you know, great from, there. We can appreciate that, right? The old Italian food. That's good stuff. We 
we can appreciate a, a good Italian meal. You can never go wrong with that. You're, you're never going to go wrong with a good Italian meal. So, you know, I'm grateful to Benny and Jimmy uh, for having me there. I love being there, and uh, it's just a really awesome place. So, everybody, there's all kinds of entertainment happening at Italian American Club. So, you know, from the lounge to the showroom, they have a different show all the time, different uh, people in the lounge, and it's just a great place to be. So, definitely check out the Italian American Club. We will. And finally, if you're yeah. a baseball fan, there's nothing like Aviators Baseball. It's a great little stadium, great minor league park. You're doing the national anthem, which I always think, you know, you get out there. That's not for the faint of heart. Huh? I mean, you got the people around you. It's uh, and, and again, that's a hard song to sing. So uh, are you looking forward okay. to it? I am so looking forward to it. Uh, before the pandemic, I had sang the national anthem there uh, for the Aviators and also for NASCAR, and um, which is a wonderful experience because, you know, I I love our country. I love America. My father was a disabled American veteran. and um, But every time I go, sure, I'll do it. When I go to step on the field or, you know, at the racetrack, I go, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, I, it's probably the hardest song to sing. It's the most intimidating and scariest song. And my heart races every time I have to start. And it's always usually acapella. So, you got to make sure you're yep. you're on pitch and you know Oh yeah, uh, but I'm just I'm, uh, yeah. So you know, there's no room yeah. for error there. So, but uh, there well, is no room for error. <laughs> and then you get to watch a great game afterwards too, and you can relax, and it'll be nice. People can meet you, Gabrielle. Let's tell them how they can find you again online because you're always doing something cool and find out about yeah, those cupcakes yeah. too. So how do we get a hold of you? you? <laughs> I'm going to send you some cupcakes. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll, I'll give you the address. Let me tell you, that sounds Maybe, great. <laughs> everybody, after an interview or or something I do, they're always like pass me their address, and I go, oh, "Okay, I know what this is about." <laughs> <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, nothing says love like a cupcake, especially a showgirl cupcake. So, you know. Absolutely. Anyway, you can get me on Facebook under Gabriella Versace. You can find me on Instagram, uh, showgirl Gabby with a Y. And um, just keep your eye out for where I am and what's going on and all the wonderful entertainment here in Las Vegas. And, you know, hopefully one day I'll open a Showgirl Cupcakes uh, bake shop and you could just walk in and get them. Yeah, I love that idea. In fact, maybe you can have your own theater and then you can have while you're going in, we'll get some cupcakes. It's a perfect evening, let me tell you. <laughs> Don't think I have not thought about that. It's funny that you say that. I have thought about that, you know, having my shop in the day and then, you know, on the other side at night is, you know, a cabaret. So don't count me out. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X is short for Sports Rock and Tours. And please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rock and Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Vegas, here we go!